Nuclear. Now is it Crick or Creek? Coyote or Coyote? Sometimes I say library. Welcome to You're Saying It Wrong. I'm Fletcher Powell, and each episode we turn to the people who literally wrote the book on this, sister and brother team Kathy and Ross Petrus, and we'll dive into what we get wrong and sometimes what we get right when we try to speak this weird English language. Okay, uh, I guess it's several weeks ago we were talking and we were quizzing Fletcher, who did amazingly well on spelling, far better than I think Kathy or, or I would do. And we were talking about the importance to some degree of spelling, not necessarily in terms of getting ideas in one's head, but in terms of getting ideas across. And misspellings, and I'm guilty of it, and I use uh, spell check and I use dictionaries frequently, I think can destroy your point of view. And it really hit me recently. I was looking at an issue of Foreign Policy magazine, which is a stuffy sort of you know, uh, wither Russia or whatever <laughs> magazine. And um, they had an article and they were talking about how the Russians, I think it was the Russians, it was a, here's what we're thinking about. I think it was other people mentioning it, but they had a th an advertisement and they had, uh, the will the Russians, have the Russians uh, sown what they have reaped? And the spelling of the word sown. I'm sorry, wouldn't it be reaped what they have sown? I apologize. Oh, for oh yeah, oh yeah. I was going backwards. Thank, <laughs> Thank you. you. Okay. See, see why I need spell check? Yeah. But, have, but the real thrust <laughs> here is that word sewn, of course. It was spelled S E W N. Uh huh. And it immediately turned me off from what the person was trying to say. And then, oddly enough, shortly thereafter, I was looking at a uh, Center for Strategic International Studies article. And in there was uh, the seeds of another trade war over low carbon energy are being sown, S-E-W-N, in Congress today. Mm -hmm. Now, both cases, they're acceptable. I mean, we, we make mistakes like that. But in both cases, I kind of stopped. And I think that goes back to the importance of, like, making sure when you write a paper or when you get something out that you spell stuff correctly. What do you guys think? Well, I like the fact that you're not hemming and hawing about this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my <Sorry>. gosh, Kathy. <laughs> yeah. That's it. I'm off the show. Yeah. <laughs> I totally agree with you. I, I, I think when you see that kind of egregious misspelling um it even if it's just i i don't want to be one of those people that says you know if it's misspelled errors happen i make them all the time i know that especially when you're typing so copy yeah. editing you miss things and you don't have copy editors like you used to but it does it does set you back i think to the point where you're not paying attention to the article really i agree with you I think the real issue is is exactly what you said there at the end, Kathy. You stop paying attention to whatever the person is saying. So rightly mm. or wrongly, we kind of stop paying attention to the argument somebody is making, and we focus on, on that misspelling and just kind of jettison everything else as if they don't know what they're talking about, maybe. I mean, like, it, that doesn't... It, that kind of doesn't even end up entering into it. We just sort of stop paying attention because of that misspelling. I'm not saying that, that we should because often people are making great points and they just happen to have a mistake in there but it does do that to our brain exactly and i'm going to make a pitch right now because i mean kathy and i have written a lot of books and we've dealt a lot with copy editors and writers always are screaming about copy editors when the copy editors are doing their job but i think copy editors who are being cut from a lot of uh, budgets right now are extraordinarily important given what we were just talking about 
And I think that we need to pay copy editors and we need more copy editors rather than fewer. I always say, save the copy editor. There's there's something <laughs> yeah. here. <laughs> yeah, thousand percent. I couldn't agree more. I'm sorry. I have one question though, Ross. You said advertisement. Fletcher, what do you say? <laughs> I, I say advertisement. I'm curious. Yeah, me too. But I kind of do like advertisement. Yeah, it sounds a little classier, doesn't it? I yeah. say advertisement. Is advertisement? <laughs> I wonder. Is advertisement it's Canadian British. versus? I wondered if British. It, I wondered if there was a little bit of Canadian in there. I'm sure it's British, right? But yeah, totally Brit. So you're wow. getting the British Canadian thing. I didn't even realize I, that's really interesting. <laughs> Ross, you've changed. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, to get into today's episode and the topic we're going to talk about, we'll go back a couple of weeks, I think, to a tweet I sent out after I'd heard someone on a public radio show. Uh, what she was talking about doesn't matter, but what she said was something about um, she was referring to the criterias of something, meaning more than one criteria. Now, of course, we know criteria is itself plural. The singular is criterion. But she said criterias, which is sort of like the plural of the plural. And honestly, it's the first time I've heard anybody say criterias, which I was surprised by. I, this, is, this is the part that really surprised me about all of this, was that I hadn't actually heard somebody say criterias before, but it is kind of as language develops the logical extension of using criteria as a singular. I agree with you. I, I, I was fascinated when I saw your tweet, because the one thing that I really liked is you said you weren't grousing about it. I use your term. Um, I you said, said that? It was just interesting to see the language. You did. Heck. You said that this, I have it right in front <laughs> of me. Good for me. You said, this isn't me grousing, and I certainly don't blame the person. It's just always interesting to see language changing. Then someone replied and said that they liked criterion, and 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 you, she uses the criteria correct. She uses criteria correctly, which led to a whole thing about data versus datum and so on and so forth, which we'll go into. But I'm with you. I think it's fascinating criterias on some level, and I have not heard it. Ross, have you? No, I haven't. I do think that's going to begin. To, that I think is a change that I'll, I'll bet anything is going to be more heard in the future. I don't because I mean to be really fair, do you guys do you either of you use criterion the singular in any normal way? I wouldn't. I don't think I've. I don't think of myself using like well the one criterion we have to deal with. I don't think I would say that. Right. Would you write it though? I would write it. I mean, I know Latin and I know Greek and I you know I know criterion and it's a, a second declension. You know, the the plural would be criteria because a second declension, neuter, Greek type. I mean, I know all that. So I know mm -hmm. how to use it correctly. But I don't really, I, first of all, I don't think it's a big deal at all, either way. I think you can. Mm. But second of all, I just don't think I probably use criteria. I think criterion, the singular, is probably disappearing to some degree in English. I'm not sure, but I would guess. Maybe we should do an engram on that. I'm curious. What about you, Fletcher? I, rarely. If, if I'm actually talking about one criterion then yeah i do use criterion uh but it certainly doesn't bother me when people use criteria we're way past that i mean we use media we use data we use all of those plural words as singulars the height of criterion the singular was 1980 since then it's dropped by over half that's interesting i have no issue with criteria as a singular my question but how do we feel about criteria's as a plural. I wince at it per inside of me, but I don't think there's anything wrong with using it as a plural like that. 
I, what it's done is change the language. It's saying criteria is a singular. And I mean, it's not really double pluralizing. I think what it's really saying is criteria is a singular and then criterias is a plural. It doesn't particularly but bother But you don't me. say medias. No, you don't. That's a good point. But maybe maybe we will at some point. I mean, if you had asked me a month ago, do you say criterias, then I would have said no. I've never heard anybody say that. But now I've heard one person say that. And I'll probably hear two people say it. And for me, like I said, it was kind of just the it, – it's not surprising. It's the extension of, of where we're at you know, with that word and, and seeing that happen isn't something that really surprises me. And it won't surprise me as it happens more and more often in the future. That said though, I would, I would correct it. I would not use it. And I would correct it in someone if they were, you know, we're talking about copy editors. I would definitely correct that. Oh, for sure. If I were copy editing someone else's uh, paper and I would correct it if I thought someone was going to give a speech and I, I would urge them to say criteria as the plural and not criteria. That I would do. I think language is changing, but you know. If I were looking over something for someone or if I were copy editing, I would both change it and tell them why so that they would know, you know, in the future. But this woman saying it on, on the show that I was listening to, like I said in the tweet, it, it didn't really bother me. It made me think, oh, I guess that makes sense that that would happen. I, that's what I liked about your tweet, frankly, which is why we started, Ross and I started talking about it, because it's exactly what you said. I think this is a case where you're really hearing English changing. I mean, we, as you said, we have no problem saying criteria as a singular, even though it's it's a plural. Mm -hmm. So why not make the latter, you know, the final extension from that and uh, pluralize it, if you will? I don't know, though. There's something about criteria. It sort of sticks in my Croatian. Oh, yeah. No, it, it's it's super weird. I, well, I mean, you know, the fact that I've heard one person use it in conversation now means that it's incredibly unusual. And so it's going to be weird. And I'm, you know, yeah, it's going to stick in my craw. It, it, what's it going to be like in, in 50 years? I don't know. i got to say, though, I was curious, so I plugged it into some regular Google News. I was looking at the news stuff. And it's not as it's not terribly uncommon. And I found it a lot in um, Indian English hmm. okay. as opposed to American or British English. Yeah, which I thought was interesting. I, I, I don't know what that means. I, just, I, I saw more news articles from them. And sports. <laughs> sports always comes in there yeah, for some reason. Sports. <laughs> yeah, sports. Yeah. They're good. I don't know. I'm, I'm still a sports. I, I'm, you know, I like sports writers. So the good ones are great. Let them use criteria. Yeah. <laughs> I think we should do a little talk about Latin plurals. And I th this is where Kathy and I have like a little a bit of a discussion. One problem, I think, when people get really kind of huffy about proper Latin plurals is a lot of times people who get huffy about proper Latin plurals don't know a lot of how Latin works. For example, status. Let's give it. Let's take a Latin, a word derived from the Latin status. What would be the plural of status, Fletcher? I guess I've never heard anybody say anything other than. Well, I've never. I don't know that I ever. I was going to say I've never heard anybody say anything other than statuses, but I'm not sure I've ever heard that either. Uh, is is the plural is the plural of status status? Though the, the plural of status is in Latin is status, because it's it's what's called a fourth declension. Usually when the, when a verb with a U.S. word comes from Latin, we usually think it's usually what's called a second declension, and technically it ends with I. When it's a fourth declension, the plural is the same. It's U.S., like apparatus. I have to ask you, can you explain? I get whenever anyone says second declension, fourth declension, is the point at which I panic 
and I, 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 you know, go to the other room and get a glass of my cheap Rioja. So could yes. you explain? That's a good idea. Okay. The idea with, with certain languages are what are called inflected. And the languages, the words change depending on where they're used in a sentence or how they're used. English has like some fossilized declensions, actually. Like the he, he word, if it's like I hit he, that doesn't sound correct. It changes, it cha the word changes, it becomes him. And in mm -hmm. that sense, there are certain kind of regular uh, changes in words, and they're usually lumped together in what are called like the first declension, the second declension, the third declension, the fourth declension in Latin, or the fifth declension. And in mm -hmm. other words, the words change depending on where they are used in a sentence, if it's an object of a verb, if it's the subject or whatever, and it changes in a regular way. And in Latin, like a biggie with the U.S. usually is what's called a second declension noun. So when you have a plural, the second declension noun, um, the uh, U.S. changes to an I. And people start, you know, saying, well, that means that like ap the plural of apparatus, they would think should be apparati. I've heard that used sometimes, and that's incorrect. Mm. Because apparatus with the U.S. in this case is a fourth declension. So the plural of apparatus is apparatus. Or in English, I think you could say apparatuses. But that's where, but even here, like Kathy said, you know, she goes for the extra glass of cheap wine. Because even here, it's, Excuse it's sort of... Me. <laughs> <laughs> but, but it's true, though. Even here, like, it's, it's sort of like, it's, if you don't know Latin, it's sort of like dumb. It gets awfully mm. complex. Is that, a, is that a, originally a second declension? That's why, to some degree, I'm in favor of simplifying it, except for the fossilized things we already have. But basically kind of being really lax and lenient and say, well, if you want to make, if you want to have addendums, that's fine. Mm -hmm. If you want to have antennas, I think that's better than antennae. Don't you, mm. I mean, don't you all think the same or? Yeah, because I can't keep it straight. This is actually a pet peeve of mine, if you want the truth, uh. I, I, I get really irritated with the, like, you know, it's this. I remember back, way back when, you guys, when we did the octopus, the plural of octopus. Remember that one? Right, yeah. And that's, it's exactly that sort of thing when people get all snippy and say it should be this. And I love it when they're wrong, obviously. But yeah, I think keep it simple. It's like Latin, yes, it was the basis of this stuff. But for heaven's sake, I mean, like going around, go, it's a pet people of mine, like media. It's when people use media in the singular, I think that's just fine. I don't usually say the medium is the message now, you know, I, you know, I don't know. Just calm down, everybody. I think I, I also think to some degree Latin now has become kind of a snob appeal that doesn't really, I mean, well, there was that author, I'm not going to name names, but there was an author who had a um, Latin phrase in his book and he had, I forget how he said it, but um, the Latin was incorrect. And it was something like let's live passes away detriment for a free man in America. He wanted to say, let us live free so that America will not die. But he used incorrect Latin. And it's like, why bother? I, I don't <laughs> understand why, you know? And then I read something recently, and a person was talking about uh, an Ars Noelis. A-R-S is an artist, not in but. And then Noelis, and the, the Ars is uh, feminine, Noelis is masculine. Uh, so the genders don't match. I don't quite know what it meant. And it just seems silly. At this point, it seems we, we're not Latin. You know, we don't really know it too well. I think we let's stick to English. Yeah. So much for that rant. But, <laughs> but it, you know, the, it's it's well taken because it, one of you a few moments ago said snob appeal. And the, 
we've said a million times, beauty in language is is wonderful, but when you're doing it so that you're part of the in-group and people who don't get it are part of the out-group that you can point and laugh at, then that's just, mm-hmm. you know, that's just rude. I like that. I agree with you. Mm-hmm. One thing I had found was at Cambridge, um, as in the uh, dictionary people, said that they their their rule of thumb was that the Latin style plural was appropriate for formal scientific or technical writing and that English plural was better for everyday language. And I'm totally on there I'm I'm on board with them. I think that's great. You know, mm-hmm. I mean saying have it pointing like jeering at someone for saying data instead of datum. I mean, oh for heaven's sakes, just shut up. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, really, I, I think. Sorry. I Although I, I insist, this. though, when having the plural of rhinoceros, I always use rhinoceroritis, correct <laughs> plural, of course. <laughs> and so should we all. <laughs> but now, quick, Ross, spell it. <laughs> that, was la- that was last episode, Kathy. We're not doing that. <laughs> Damn, I tried. <laughs> you want to run through a couple of Latin plurals and see if Fletcher agrees with us on these or not? Actually, here's one that I have, Fletcher. Do you know, uh, this is a weird one. Uh, this is like sort of an interesting word, caucus. What would be the correct plural of caucus if we're going to be really technical? Um, I, have a, I have a guess. I'll let Fletcher go first. If we're really technically, uh, boy, uh, I, I, don't, I don't know. I, I mean, I only have two options that, that I even know of technically, and that would be caucus. Kai, which doesn't seem right at all, or caucus, uh, which, uh, you know, and, and, and when we're talking, certainly in English, we're always talking about caucuses. So I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I would say caucuses. I would say caucuses is, is technically correct. Yep. Do you know why? Caucus has, no, interestingly enough, according to most guess, guesswork and etymology, caucus has nothing to do with Latin. Nothing. No. Well, zero. Well, then I think we should bring up Caucus now. <laughs> now I <laughs> no, I think this is really interesting. Caucus comes apparently; they're not sure. Uh, is derived from a Native American word, "kakaususu" uh, or something, "kakausu," which means one who advises. They think oh, they're not sure. I do think I've heard. So that the correct somewhere. plural. I mean, unless we don't, I don't know at the basket. I think we talked about this about a couple of years ago during the We did, my dear, and you've forgotten. <laughs> so I have heard about it somewhere. Here. I have the datum on that. <laughs> but I, I think in most cases we can, we can base it. Like, I, my, one of my pet peeves, I don't like the word desideratum anyway, mm-hmm. but I hate when people say desideratum or desiderata. desiderata. I don't like that plural at all. Nuclei, though, I do use. Don't you? Yeah. Yeah, I use I nuclei. I would say nuclei. I mean, w- when I use it, which is rarely, but yeah. Yeah. Well, now, do you ever use the singular of algae? I never do. Only in crossword puzzles. <laughs> right? That's what I was going to say. And virus. I don't, I would never use, I never would say vira. Would any of you? Oh, no, no. I, I don't no. Think, I don't even think I really know what people meant if they even maybe in context, I'm not sure I would know what people meant if they said vira. Let's just let's quickly whip through a few right now. Phenomenon, plural. What's the agreement here? What would you say? I like phenomena. I say phenomena. Yeah. You say phenomena. I say phenomena. Okay. <laughs> appendix. Go. I say appendices. I, I do. I do too. But I. But I don't. Uh, 
I might use them both. Uh, I think I, I lean more toward appendices personally. I do too. Okay. But I have no problem with it. I have no problem with appendixes. I think that if you want to say that, that's, you know, fine by me. Yeah, I feel the I same about it. index. Yeah. I agree with you. Okay, yeah. formula. Oh, formulas. I would not say formulae. I would say formulas. Not a chance. Yeah, formulas. Okay, we all agree. <laughs> here's, a, here's what I actually have heard this, too. Encyclopedia. Do, I mean, do people stick the E on the end or whatever? A, I, uh, the Latin plural would be uh, A-E. Encyclopedia. Encyclopedia. I would never say oh, it. Oh, please. No way. No, I know. No, I actually heard that. someone say that in New York. Okay. Axis. Axes. I say axes. I say axes. I say it too. Crisis. Yeah, I say crises. I say crises. Yeah. <laughs> what are you going to say? Crises? I mean... You could. I think that's crises? actually considered correct. I would never say it. Agendum, agenda, memorandum. Okay, now say? this is a case where I don't ever, I don't think I've ever said agendum. No, and in fact, I'm not even 100% sure that I knew until this moment that agendum was, was the singular I've always, agenda has always been singular to me. Like that thing is an mm. agenda. So we're talking in effect now about a change that mimics the change we were talking about earlier. Yes. With criteria. Yes. Because I would say many, Kathy and, and, and Fletcher have many agendas, right. I would say. Right, exactly. Mm. And, and so that's a change. That's that exact change that took place. It's long criteria. Enough, yeah. It took place yes. long enough ago that yeah. now we don't think yeah. anything about it. Right. Yeah. That's what we're saying. I think it's really very interesting. That, I think, is the key to this talk right now. We were talking about this, and we've got a word right here. We All three of us confidently would, plural, would make agenda a plural. That's really interesting. Yep. Okay, I think we're pretty much through the... Oh, what this one here, too. Uh, curriculum. Curricula. Yeah, I, I do usually say curricula, yeah. But okay. I don't say referenda. Which would, is that right? Would it be referenda versus referendums? Yes. Yes, yeah, I don't say referenda. Yeah. I would say curriculum. I think what it is, though, is stuff that you're used to using. Yeah. I mean, in the case of curriculum, of curriculums, it's it's been around for so long. Mm -hmm. But I wonder, is curriculums being used a lot Yes, now? absolutely. I, 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 see, I see it a lot, especially when I'm uh, reading education stories on the radio. Mm -hmm. uh, I see curriculums a lot, and I have to decide at that moment whether i really want to say it as it's written or whether i want to change it to curricula mm. and i do both <laughs> i go back and forth on that yeah <laughs> I, don't, I don't i don't usually use it i mean i'm not around you know school so i don't usually say it i don't know okay let's do you want to just quickly go through the rules there's some basic rules in english for plurals i think we pretty much know them okay if Basically, what's the key rule to English plurals? We already know it. Add an S. Right. <laughs> Cat, cats, house, houses. If a noun, it's singular, it ends in S, SS, SH, CH, X, or Z. What do you do then, Fletcher? Add the ES. Precisely. And mm -hmm. the example we have here is an unusual one. Truss. The plural of truss <laughs> is trusses. <laughs> I don't know who wrote this one up. I think it was you, Ross. It wasn't me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Kathy, you want to go to the next one? Now, what if the noun ends in an S or a Z? Sometimes, not all the time, you double the S or Z before you add the ES. But this is one of those ones that gets confusing because, like, now, how would you do, what would you think that the plural of fez is, as in the hat? Uh, fezes, but 
I, I, some part of me seems to think there's only one Z in that. Yeah, see, that's what I would have thought. No, it's two Zs. Okay. But when you like, but when you pluralize blitz, it's only one. I hate that. Yeah. I know. I mean, English is it's just capricious. Yeah, I guess that's really what it is. <laughs> the next one is interesting because I'm going to throw in a little factoid here. I'm not sure you guys are aware of it. Okay, this, the na- the rule here is if the noun ends with an F or an F-E, the F is often, not always, changed to V before adding the S form. Mm-hmm. So we have wife, and I think, let's see if Fletcher knows, what is the plural of wife, Fletcher? W- wives? <laughs> yes. Okay. Very good. Now, I'm going to throw a little factoid out here. What is the plural of dwarf? Well, it depends on whether you're Walt Disney or not. <laughs> well, yes. But actually, though, apparently dwarf was initially dwarfs. Oh. And uh, J.R.R. Tolkien changed the uh, F to a V to to go with elf and elves. Really? And he was the person most responsible for changing dwarf to dwarves, which I thought was interesting. So now that we have, we look back at Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs, of course, as I mentioned, the Disney film. Uh, and, you did. You're correct. And we think that that now we think, oh, they screwed that up. But I guess not. They didn't. That was the traditional way of saying it. I mean, it had not. It changes because of the sound. It's difficult to say dwarfs. It's easier to say dwarves. Right. But uh, but apparent. You're right. I mean, how you said it was right with Disney. And apparently, after that, J.R. Tolkien wrote his book, and he deliberate. And he was a philologist. He changed it you know, self-consciously to make elves and dwarves, you know, match. And then from there on, it, it caught on. And now it's uh, far more acceptable to say, as you noted, dwarves rather than dwarves. Huh. Now, total aside, I was, as you're saying this now, I'm thinking, okay, now, not as a noun, but as a uh, verb, when you say something dwarfs that, do you do it as a V there or as an F? Suddenly my mind went blank and I thought, it's I an don't F. know now. It's, it's, it's an so F. You, it's dwarf. You're, I'm dwarfed by that. I'm just looking. It's an F, definitely. It dwarfs meaning F. Yeah. yeah. You said that. Yeah. I'm just, I'm, I, it just suddenly popped in my head. So yeah, that, 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 that thing dwarfed. You don't say dwarfed. Yeah, no. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> no. It's suddenly, it's like, wait a minute. But I mean, here we have, we had dwarf, which is, you know, seen as correct but we also have things like chief i mean it's not chiefs ah yeah and chef it's not chef well the one that gets me is roof and roofs because mm. a lot of people say roofs they don't say roofs they do you and I, I in fact i think i see roofs a lot don't you yes that would that would have like a really uh hurt spot in my little heart on that one because years ago, mom, as a joke, our mother, as a joke, told me it was pronounced, it was written roofs, R-O-V-E-S. So I remember looking, she was laughing. I was like racing in the dictionary. I can't find it. She had a wicked sense of humor. You do see, though, at one of those cases where like the OED has roofs as an alternative uh, version. They say it's outdated, but they have. Really? Huh. Yeah. So maybe mom was looking at the OED that day. So. <laughs> you know, mom, she was always like cracking that Loving old that OED. OED. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So technically, actually, they're both. I'm just looking now. I got curious. They're both still in use. Um, roofs is more common, and and it seems like it's 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 most people think that it's incorrect. I mean, it's it's seen as non-standard, but the OED says it's it's old non-standard whereas i i find it more uh current non-standard mm-hmm. merriam webster doesn't even have it hmm, that's interesting 
Okay, moving along to the next rule. Kath, do you want to do the next rule? Um, this is an easy one. If if so, if a noun ends in Y, the letter before the Y is a consonant, you change it to I-E-S. City, cities, puppy, puppies. Yeah. Kit, kitties, kitties, kitty, kitty, kitties, yeah. Um, and if the singular noun ends in a Y and the letter before the Y is a vowel, you just add an S. Those are easy. And now we come to the famous the famous Dan Quayle problem. Mm-hmm. If a noun ends in O, what do we normally do? Uh, well, we we still usually we usually add the E S, right? Right. Yeah. Right. Dan Quill, what he infamously corrected a kid by saying he shouldn't have added the E S. That was it. Oh uh, no, 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 he, he, no, he, no, no. The opposite. He thought the kid should have no. had an E on the end of potato. As a singular. Oh, yeah. oh, I see. He thought they should take out the S. Okay, that's interesting. Can I interject here, though, something I only recently found out? It said now, I don't know if this is revisionary history, that he only said that because it was misspelled on the card he was looking at. <laughs> that oh he did not gosh. personally think it was an E. It was written there as an E, so he was trying to be helpful. <laughs> oh, my well, gosh. Okay. Just saying. Okay, we also have a number of exceptions. Volcano, if you're interested, can be pronounced, can be spelled E-S or S. Either way is perfectly fine. Then again, we we go to the capricious nature of, of English at this point. It has not been standardized. It never has been. I doubt it ever will be. So, I mean, we have to deal with these these idiosyncratic, idiosyncratic uh, words. So we'll just deal with it. So we have cactus. Oh, here's one. Focus. Fletcher, what would you say for focus, plural? Uh, I think probably I would just leave it at focus, honestly. I, I don't say foci or however that ought to be pronounced. Uh, and focuses, I might say focuses. That That's a lot of sounds, sibilant mm-hmm. sounds there at the end, and I don't really like that. I would, I say foci. Kath, what are you? Do you? I say focuses. I do. There are many focuses. I don't know why. I, I, I That's... I've always said foci. Maybe, or maybe our mother said it or something, because I, I know I say it. It's I, I weird, it. but I do. I'm sorry, Ross, but you've let me down on that one. I, <laughs> I, I, I find it really irritating. I do. I'm sorry. I, I'll still let you be my brother, but, you That know. seems like something I might say in, uh, like, a scientific or mathematical context. I'm not even sure which context is appropriate there. But I wouldn't say that. I, I wouldn't talk about that when we're talking about, you know, I don't know, the things we should be focusing on. I would never say foci. I agree. If it's scientific or technical, fine. I agree. Yeah, I, I really mean it. I, this one is fascinating. I didn't even think about it until now. I say foci. <laughs> it's terrible. <laughs> I wouldn't say that too often, Ross. I wouldn't say this. <laughs> Watch it. <laughs> no. The one that gets me this that we there's two more rules and the the one that's coming up is the one that always gets me but the next one is that the singular noun ends in is the plural ending is es analysis analyses mm-hmm. ellipsis ellipses we talked earlier about crisis and crises yeah those those I think I I I do do that yeah I don't say analyses yeah or, you know ellipses so yeah because I mean again that's pronunciation I think that's just it's much easier yep but this is the one that gets me is the compound nouns in plural. This is this always throws me, and I suspect others feel the same oh, way. Oh, great, good. No, I'm glad we're getting to this. This actually, it's so funny. That's interesting. Uh, it doesn't bother me. But we have like, how, what's the plural of, um, you have one brother-in-law. Now you have two. What would you say, Fletcher? I would say brothers-in-law. Right. 
and the the whole there's like a um there's sort of a rule like okay you you now are um you're getting court-martialed by the attorney general <laughs> and then another attorney general wants to court-martial you as well so you have two of these guys we just mentioned who want to give you two court-martial singular so what would you say so in all honesty what i would probably say is that the attorneys general are i would say attorneys general and i would probably say court marshals that's probably what i would be saying personally yeah. I'm, not, I'm not saying See, that's would... right i'm guessing it's probably attorneys general <laughs> and courts marshal yeah i can't handle courts marshal i'm sorry i know that's correct but my brain just sort of goes boing 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 it does courts marshal <laughs> i understand they're then say marshal courts then flip it or something i can't do it i just i have a real issue with that but you know the trick there fletcher or not no i really don't okay it's sort of interesting um Basically, you're talking about like what's it's the head they call it of the of the whole compound. What's the most important part of the compound? Obviously, it's not in law. The key point is as a brother, right? Attorney general. It's not the general that's important. It's the attorney that's important. It's not in a court martial. It's not the marshal that's important. The head, the whole, the whole idea basically is the court. I think that's a really good tip. Because you're right, obviously, that's the rule and it makes sense. It's the head of the compound is the important part. And that's what that's 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 what's uh, pluralized because it's the significant word, if you will. It's the it's the main thing. But to me, it's like it becomes a unit. And I know I'm wrong. I'm not I'm not saying this. I'm, I'm actually right now saying what I'm saying is completely incorrect. And I mean, and most people would sneer at me. But to me, the word is court martial. It's not court martial. It's court martial. Do you know what I mean? And it's an attorney general. So I want to add the S at the ends because it's 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 a yeah. lump now. It's it's no longer distinct units. That's all. But that actually that actually isn't isn't incorrect, because what you're saying is the word now has become so lumped together yeah. that mm -hmm. that it, it's it's now become kind of like it's really stuck. So now you add you just add the end of the S, which is probably what'll happen with. Uh, I know brothers-in-law. I don't think brother-in-law. Brother-in-law. No, I think I could. That's say brother different. Brothers-in-law to me is a very different thing. But I think eventually we, I could see ourselves going into brother-in-laws. No doubt. No doubt. Yeah, we well, say yeah, in-laws. Yeah. It doesn't sound that weird to me. So we are seeing their changes as well. In the meantime, though, I'm going to stick with um, brothers-in-law. Okay, but like passer passerby passersby but technically yeah it should be passersby and i don't think i i, I would say passerby oh really Can i you? i would or... say i would say passersby i would say passersby too i agree with fletcher i also think i might get some weird looks when i said that mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i have one question going back to courts martial if you will when someone's court martialed shouldn't it be I'm getting confused. Court, court, courted, courted, marshally. Yeah, shouldn't it be? <laughs> well, I'm not sure. I don't think it's a verb. The verb though is being court martial. Because people say he was court martial. Yeah, it's true. Right? Yeah, that's different. That's a complete. Um, that's a complete word now. Yeah. Yeah. He was court martial. That's I think what because... I'm saying with court martial. What do though. you th What do you two think about? Um, if I am a basketball coach and I have more than one timeout left, I would say timeouts. I would never say times out. Yeah, I would definitely say timeouts. Yeah, I, which is what everybody says. I just, I, I think that has not maybe always been the case. I think I'm, you're right. I'm looking it up actually. as we speak. I'm looking it up as because I remember Alex as a little kid when he was in kindergarten. Our son, um, they would have timeouts for the kids. They uh -huh. had a, 
and it was always timeout. I'm looking at dictionaries that say the plural is definitely timeouts. Now, in that case, that's sort of interesting because using that little trick we did, what's the key aspect here? The key aspect is that, is that it's out, right? Yeah. It's not that it's a time because time is all around us all the time. <laughs> but in this case, you're it's out. Right. I also think timeout has sort of become one word. Uh, like no, I was just going to say, that was what I was just going to yeah. say. So often I'm looking at stuff, especially in sports, it's, all, it's usually spelled like a, yeah. as one word. As one word, there's no space at all anymore. Yeah. So but I mean, that's still a compound noun. Listen to this right now from, from 2005. Towards the end of last night's game between Notre Dame and Stanford, the ABC broadcasting team regularly reminded viewers of how many times out each team had. Wow. That's weird. I wonder, can you tell whether the announcers were actually saying times out or is that? He said Keith Jackson. He said Keith Jackson of the ABC broadcasting team said it. Yeah, I love it. I love it. I want more announcers to say times out. <laughs> I think I would argue that's completely incorrect, that you should say timeouts. Timeouts. Particularly because the, the word is mushed together. It becomes timeout, actually, in some sentences, uh, is one word. Exactly. I was going to throw in the other compound that I was going to ask Fletcher. Um, you have a handful, a mouthful, a spoonful, oh. a bucketful. Mm. Uh, what's the plural of that? Handfuls. Well, yeah, for me, it would usually be handfuls, mouthfuls. I might, I mean, I wouldn't write buckets full as one word, but I might say, I might turn that into two words and say buckets full. Generally, both are considered correct. Okay. Hands full. I don't like it. I would say handfuls, mm -mm. but you can say hands full, mouths full, spoons full, buckets full. I don't like that. I don't like that. Except for buckets. Buckets, I agree with. Buckets doesn't sound bad. The rest I don't care. Wow. You're right. Bucketful yep. sounds terrible. Yep. See, that exactly. <laughs> That's exactly what I was saying. <laughs> You're right. But a spoonfuls. Yeah, spoonfuls, absolutely. You wouldn't have to spoonsful doesn't sound cupfuls. Cups full. Cups full. Cups full. Cups Bucket is the only one that doesn't work for me. That's really <laughs> interesting. Very strange. Yeah. <laughs> Just I filled several buckets full. <laughs> of uh water and I put it into the truck and and the truck truck fulls. Yeah, no, it's just uh, I don't well, I've know. never it's said weird. truck full in my life, actually. I've never run across a reason to say it, I guess. I've never no. thought of it. Spoonful, mouthful, handful, yeah. Bucketful, bucketfuls. Now. Nope. Now. Fletcher, you're onto something. <laughs> this is the Fletcher Powell rule. There we go, yeah. <laughs> we also have, actually, I was going to add this at the very end. To use a compound, we also had some words that we didn't mention, which are also ran oh. words, which would be, how do we say plural? Oh. Not also is ran. Also is ran. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's because uh, there is a rule for that, though, because that's when... Yeah. Um, the compound, yeah, because because neither neither part of the of the compound noun is a noun itself. Ah, right. Precisely. Right. Okay. You're, it, which I've never really thought about, at, uh, you know, at length. But yeah, you like like grown ups, for example, like grown up. up. It's grown up. Yeah. So the, yeah. the noun doesn't yeah. exist until you put both the words together. So there's right. there's nothing to pluralize yeah. except the entire thing. Yeah. Which is nice a hotel. Mean. There are a lot of check ins. You would never say checks in. Right. No. Unless they were 
people from Czechos. Buckets Czech full Republic. of them. <laughs> Buckets full of checks, <laughs> checks in. Do you guys ever say shrimps or do you just say shrimp? Uh, <laughs> I do say shrimps because I think it's funny. Yeah, me too. I, I like shrimps. Uh-huh. I just thought of it. It sounds more tasty when you say shrimps. I want more it's shrimps. It's definitely more, yeah, you know it's definitely I mean? more fun. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I like the fun angle of the shrimps. <laughs> So plurals are more complicated because I was going to say, I'm going to get off for a minute. If you don't mind, I'm going to go on because my favorite plurals are the ones that don't change like sheep and sheep and deer and deer. They're so much easier. Yeah. I, I like that. It's streamlined. Although you can have, I mean, fish always interested me. Fish and fishes. Yeah. Cause there, there are two things about that. Number one, I think fishes is like when you have like different species of fishes, like you're studying them or you caught, you could probably use fishes rather than fish. And then, this one always gets me with, uh, was it Luca Brosley, uh, Will Sleep with the Fishes? Sleep with the Fishes, oh, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Did you know that's not in the book? Yeah, I did, actually. You did? Oh, what a shame. I didn't know that. Well, I haven't read that book in, like, I, I read it when it first came out and I was a little kid. I remember I was like, <laughs> oh, wow. It was, like, it was kind of intense for a child, but <laughs> yeah, I was conscious. <laughs> Dad had it, Ross, and I, I felt I was yeah. like, wow, okay. <laughs> <I'll read it. laughs> I don't get it, but I'll read it. So so in, in that case, if there were more than one uh, Vito Corleone, we would be talking about the God's Father. <laughs> oh, God, don't do this to us. <laughs> well, if we were pagans, maybe we would. This episode of You're Saying It Wrong has been produced by me, Fletcher Powell, help from Beth Golay and Luann Stevens in the studios of KMUW in Wichita, Kansas. If you have a question for Kathy and Ross, you can tweet it at us. We're at YSIWpod. Email them at kandrpetrus at gmail.com or email me at powell at kmuw.org. And if you like what we're doing, leave us a rating or even a review at Apple Podcasts. Those reviews help us. They're how we get more people to find us. Kathy and Ross's book, You're Saying It Wrong, was published by 10 Speed Press. You can find that and much of their other work pretty much anywhere you get books. We recommend your local independent bookstore. And, of course, Kathy and Ross are always up to something. You can check out their other work through their website, kandrpetras.com. That's K-A-N-D-R-P-E-T-R-A-S.com. Thanks for joining us. We'll be back in two weeks.